Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. Thank you so much for being there. Uh, Those are the words in the right order. This is our fact podcast. We bring you nine facts every week. You decide whether they are worth sharing or worth being thrown into the big bin of knowledge nonsense. Or nonsense knowledge. My name's Dan. Thank you for being there. Stuff about Queen's voicemail, about well-known phrases and strange sea creatures. Mark, what do you got? All right, today a surprising origin for a famous bit of music. How confusion has led to an incorrect label and goats. <laughs> you went from too many words to too few words. And Connor, with your sheet of paper, what do you got? Uh, we're going to dig in to animal sex, uh, a bit of a darker side of Toy Story, and presidential elections. Oh, I'm interested about the darker side of Toy Story. So let's crack on. In we get to a brand new episode of Baffled. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, listen, mate, you need a Red Bull today, don't you? I just, the heat's knocked me out. Yeah, I can, I I can sense it. I was halfway through a few of those sentences and I, I just thought... You just struggled a bit. <laughs> I have no clue where they're going and I've got no willingness to find out. Yeah. It's typical Britain though, isn't it? It's either freezing cold and here we are like... Oh, or it's boiling hot and we're like... Oh. Well, this is the other thing. Like, it's, it is hot today. It is. Like, heat warning hot. Mm. All three of us walked into the studio and went, oh, it's too cold in here. Are you getting on in the heat, mate? Me, I'm staying in aircon. <laughs> Absolutely, aircon all the way. Yeah. I'd love to see your morning routine because mine, you know shower shave not shave today but then i put on my moisturizers and stuff are you honestly you must have to wake up at 4am just to get the factor 80 on well no i've just in i've just basically found a way of rather than showering in water i shower in sun cream yeah i've had a bit of a stressful day actually myself go on what's your first factor <laughs> yeah what is, go on, what is it uh, it's prime day today okay. amazon prime day i find it quite it a tough day as well wasn't it yeah I, I can't stop on Prime Days, so I always buy things that I don't need. Well, is, is that why you haven't bought your laptop in today? You're just like, lock it away, no. don't touch it. I will use paper, because on paper, I no. cannot buy something I don't need from Amazon. So the thing is... I thought I'd make he, an effort. He this, did, yeah, but he did bring in a laptop. And then right before we came in, he asked the producer, oh, I don't really want this laptop in here. Can I have a sheet of paper? Can you print it off for me? Yeah, because, you know, you usually have papers, and I thought I'll make the effort and... How is that making an effort? It doesn't matter whether the same amount of information is on a bit of paper or on your laptop. That's the effort bit. The actual printing, that doesn't matter. You could bring one line and go, it's on paper though, made an effort. When I've got the laptop or phone, it's not good enough. When I've got the paper, it's not good enough. I I can't win. Yeah, because it's not about what it's on. It's about the information. It's a tough relationship, this. I feel like what we need is relationship therapy, us three, don't we? What have you bought on Amazon? Uh, So I upgraded my Alexa. For no reason other than the fact it was £20. I went third generation to fourth generation. What does it do that's different? No different. No. I think it's slightly bigger. 
Um, I bought a PlayStation 5 controller. already have two, but I bought a third one in a different colour. There's only me that Just plays it. Just in case you get another friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also ordered some wooden spoons that you cook with. Sure. Already got five. I'm frustrated. Hang on, you got five and you went, I'll buy... How many more did you buy? Three. Why? I don't know. Eight's a good number. I am frustrated. I bought a Kindle recently. That's been marked down. I bought a new Hoover last weekend. That's lost 70 quid. Oh. I mean, it really... It, Lugs, mm, it's very Lugs Amazon Prime-y, isn't it? Can we just get on with some facts? Yeah, sure. And what's your favourite thing on Amazon Prime? Give me that fact. No. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Okay. We're relying on some music here. Do you recognise... This song. No. Bit of sitar. Ring any bells? Yeah, it does. I was born I'm going to walk down the aisle to this, I think. Okay, any ideas what that bit of music is? It's James Bond, isn't it? It is where the James Bond theme originated from. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is that. I was trying to think. Well done. So it is a guy called Monty Norman who sadly died last week. He is the guy who wrote... <laughs> Hold on, when did he die? He died last week. Last week, right. Yeah. It's the closest yeah. we've had, isn't it, when um, it's gone to a death? Probably best to when we bring up a death, you not immediately cackle. Well, it's just yeah. like, it was like, ah, it's just ah. like, he died last week. Usually we're like, he died in 1842. No, he died last week. Right. Mark um, didn't say it with a little smile on his face. He did, yeah. He died last week. Oh, right. No, I did not say it with a smile on my face. I said it with the appropriate tone and he started cackling. Uh, anyway, he is the guy who wrote the James Bond theme, but that is where it originally started. So that is a song from an abandoned 1950s musical based on a book called A House for Mr. Bizwas. Uh, and it, it never it never came to anything. It never came to any fruition. He was then asked to write the James Bond theme. He went, I quite like that. I'm going to rework it. And thus, the James Bond theme was then So born. he So he wrote that. He wrote that. He wrote that about the man with pocket. the unlucky sneeze. Yep. Where was he from? Uh, what, Monty Norman? Yeah. He's British. It's just interesting that he's written such a sitar-heavy... So Quite it's Indian. Yes, yeah, so it's based musical. on. So it was a musical based right, on uh, V.S. Napool's novel, and he is an Indian bloke. Uh, and it was called A House for Mr. Biswas, and he was a bloke who had an unlucky sneeze. Hence the lyrics, I was born with this unlucky sneeze. It's, pretty, uh, it's incredible how that that we've just heard become what we hear in James Bond, and it is so iconic and matches the character of James Bond so well. I guess it's because we don't know any different, but it does fit the film quite well, that boom, 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 boom. But you know, yeah, but that's because it's what you know. It's, it's, it's mainly what you know. And also, you're right, it is very, you know, spy stalking down the corner. I'm doing the sit-up with my voice. Thanks. Well, I mean, here, here is, if producer Adam is on it, here is the James Bond theme. Slow day was it for you at work? <laughs> so obviously, like, that you bit's just four lines on a bit of A4. Yeah. I bought an MP3 boom, with me, mate. Boom. So it's this bit that obviously boom. comes from the sitar. Yeah. Hold on, keep it going. I like the bit where it really kicks in. Always gets me. You have to talk over it, though. I have to pay. Bought, this is the long version. You need the radio edit, mate. This, this is the James Bond thing. This is painful. Can you talk to the vocal? You're on the radio. Imagine you're on local radio down yeah. in Essex. 40 minutes after six when I get the latest after on the... After six? <laughs> when does anyone say that in real life? Come on, what's the time when it's 40 minutes after six? Yeah, thank you. All right, we're done. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed that. What's his name? Monty... Monty Norman. Monty... Great name. Good name, Best names it? in the world. Best people in the world are the people who have two first names as their names. And people Monty that are dead. Horman, Norman. A lot of the best names are dead people. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Give me another one. Elvis Presley. 
Sure, yeah. great, thanks. That's a good name. Do you it? just name the first dead person you could think of? Yeah, straight away. Yeah, I, was like, I saw the film, straight away say him. Connor, give me your first fact of the show. Uh, you know Tim Allen from Toy Story? I do. He yes. was caught uh, smuggling a good quantity of cocaine uh, onto a commercial aeroplane in 1977. This is quite a well-known fact. Did you know this? Vaguely, but... I vaguely knew it, but I wanted to know a little Wait, bit more as to... Uh... Is this your dark side of Toy Story fact? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's weak. It's a teaser, though, right? <laughs> is. It's a good teaser. Yeah, but now I'm annoyed. Uh, I'm annoyed so... that it's not about Woody or Buzz or any of Andy's toys. I'm not. I'm annoyed it's not about Andy's mum. I'm annoyed. It's about Tim Allen. Yeah, great. The guy from Home Improvement. You could have what? said Home Improvement, the dark side of, of Home the Improvement. 90s comedy, Home Improvement. Probably the most famous one of Toy Story, though. Given yeah. that. Well, as opposed to Tom Hanks. Yeah, him and Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, so he was actually a drug dealer, by the way. So this is back when he was younger, but he was actually a drug dealer. And two years after his graduation in 1976, he was caught and he faced serious time in prison. And he'd done two years. Well, can I just clarify? Uh, when you say he was a drug dealer, yeah. is he allegedly a drug dealer or is he confirmed a drug dealer? No, yeah, he was. He started, he started dealing drugs when he, uh, when, he left, when he left school. He was in quite a bad upbringing. So. You... you, you you know, you've you've heard this podcast. You've done this podcast before, right? Yeah. You know what we do. Yeah. Bring light facts. We chat about the light facts in a fun way. What are we meant to do with this? Well, it's a good fact. It's Tim <laughs> Allen. It's Tim Allen. <laughs> no, he actually was a drug dealer and he got put in prison. There you. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. When you look at like where the fact... Where are we going with this? We've he was in Composer. Bloody Woody, you know, used to deal. What are we meant to do? Buzz, actually. Well, he was in Buzz, Toy Story, all. Cars, Wild Hogs, and before all of that, he was in prison for trying to smuggle drugs across the border. I mean, that's that was his best. Quite, it's quite a lot. And was also as well. That's, that's top of his IMDb. Which was really interesting as well. Literally, as he got caught for what he done, the new law law was put in place where he could have faced life in prison as well, which I think is pretty interesting. And but then he, who would have voiced Buzz? Hey. Yeah, but he didn't face life in prison because no, uh, he he he's out of prison. Got around he it went on Toy Story. Uh, yeah, I actually got a lot more on this fact, but obviously you've shit on that one, so we might as well go on to yours. Well, stand. I'm actually quite intrigued as to what more you have. Just give me like the, be- the out of everything you've got. What's the best part of it? The new the new stuff. Well, I, I thought that the fact that he faced life imprisonment was quite interesting. He actually <laughs> pleaded guilty to the drug trafficking act. Um, but apparently there was a new Michigan law which was put in place where you would face life. But he was able to, because he was a com- comedian, he was able to basically talk his way out of the whole thing and done two years in prison at the end of it. There we go. And if that had happened, we wouldn't have had Christmas with the cranks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. There we go. 1981, he got out of prison. Yeah. yeah. What a time back in the day, eh? And actually as well, this is interesting. The judge actually said to Alan that the reason that he'd only give him two years is because you are going to be, in quotes, a very successful comedian. Yeah, so life is meant to be better. I don't believe that at all. There's no way he said that. You've got someone who's dealt drugs in front of you and the judge is saying, you know what? It's a, it's a bugger for me having to send you down. It really is a pain because I know you're going to be a very successful comedian one yeah, day. Yeah, because I think Tim Allen was trying to say, look, I'm trying to make a thing of my life no due way. to my upbringing and I think I, think I could do better like, the, the only buzz you're going to get is a uh, role in a movie. Yeah. Uh, that's annoying. We should have done that a few minutes ago. Oh, we should have done it. By the way, it's been there for a while. That's, that's I actually strange. think when you look at what the judge has done there, they should do more of that. <laughs> Giving somebody an opportunity to be better. It didn't happen. There's Did no not? way the judge said, you are going to be a famous comedian oh. one day. Well, there we go then. My fact didn't happen. Uh, what know, the judge said didn't happen. Oh, I know that... Um, you're welcome. I know that you're allowed to think whatever you want politically, but Tim Allen's a bit of a, you know... 
a bit of a dodgy political leg, isn't he, at the moment, I think. I have no idea. I think he is. Good in Home Improvement and Christmas with the Cranks, though. What would have been better with that is, is if the judge turned out to be, I don't know, the voice of Rex later on in the film. That would have got me on board. Yeah. But instead, he, he didn't say that. Right. Yeah. Do you not reckon that it probably would have been better if you weren't involved in me telling the fact? Well, I just... Po- probably would be nicer, if, wouldn't if it? if I wasn't here... Yeah, it'd probably be more no enjoyable. To check. There's no one to check you from just reading out a page of A4. You, if I wasn't here, you would have got very deep into that strange Michigan law, which meant, oh, he could have gone to prison for a long time, but he got out of it. Do you not find that interesting in the slightest, the fact that one of the most famous animated characters, voiced by an actor who probably should have done life in prison served two years and therefore has voiced one of your favourite characters growing up. That's a problem with the system, isn't it? That's pretty cool. But you could do it, but it's sliding doors, isn't it? So you you could do any amount of actor and go through their past and if they didn't do one thing and did another, then they wouldn't have been doing that. So it's a similar thing. But this guy actually committed the crime to see him at life in prison. Mark Wahlberg committed a crime, but he wasn't going to ever do life. He was just attack somebody. Yeah, because they changed the law, didn't they? Because they were going to... But I think that's quite interesting. The fact that he was able to escape life in prison due to the law being a local law as opposed to a state law. I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Two and a half years, he still can't say escape. That's what I'm taking from this. State law. No, but before that, you went to say escape. Uh. Ah. Anyway. I guess, I I don't know. What would have made that is just a bit more of a well-rounded, you know what I mean? I, I can't put the words to it. If the reason that he got off was something to do with a toy... And then he went on to go and be buzzing Toy Story. That would have been good. All right. There we go. Well, ho- hopefully you'll, you'll lift the mood here with your one then, Dan, eh? At one point, Prince William and Prince Harry changed the Queen's voicemail to, Hey, what's up? This is Liz. Sorry I'm away from the throne. For a hotline to Philip, press one. For Charles, press two. And for the Corgis, press three. No, I don't believe it, mate. I, well, I thought that too. But I've done a lot of research. Oh, right. And... Uh, that he has said that he's done it. No, don't believe it, mate. <laughs> Complete nonsense. This? Yeah, they never ever done that. I Whoever your it. source is, email them. It's wrong. This is what I thought. No, it's just wrong. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it, when someone does that when you just said a fact? Well, it's just, it's just not true. But the thing is, that was nice and short. If it's just not and true, we're not it, look, don't if, believe if, it. If we start doing this with the oh, facts, it's, it's going to be a long podcast. Oh, two two kids played around with grandma's voicemail. Never. Yeah, don't believe it, mate. It's a bit different. Um, Mark, you'll love this one. Mm. At one point, Prince William and Prince Harry changed the Queen's voicemail to, What's up? This is Liz. Sorry I'm away from the throne. For a hotline to Philip, press one. For Charles, press two. And for the Corgis, press three. The only way I think they could have made that better, if I was to be truly critiquing it, is uh, rather than, Sorry I'm away from the throne, should be, Sorry I'm on the other throne. That would have improved it. Yeah, it's true. And you're right, Connor. When I read this, I thought, it's not happened. We know Prince William and Prince Harry. They don't really have a funny bone between them. They don't have half a funny bone between them. But so, who's uh, ringing the Queen and getting to voicemail? Again, great question. You, if you rang the Queen, she'd send you straight to voicemail. Because I assume that the Queen's hotline isn't ringing just off the blower no, just from you, anyone. You There's get, usually a receptionist. Yeah, I think, I think, I think she's up. ex-directory. If I'm honest, no, I don't think she's in the yeah. yellow pages. Surely there's a receptionist. The 90s kids out there. The answers first. Does a bit of a background check. Puts them through to the Queen. I don't know if there would be a background check, but I think it's probably quite hard to get through. You have to go and speak to, you know, John down in communications first and they make the transfer. But apparently, at one point, Prince William and Prince Harry changed the Queen's voicemail to, 
What's up, Liz? This is Liz. Sorry, I'm away from the throne for a hotline to Philip. Press one for Charles. Press two for the Corgis. Press three. If the they, last one, it's a bit on the nose for if me. If they said it, like, spoke about it in an interview, is this where it's come from? If they actually, or like, who, who explained that this ever happened? A royal biographer did. Right. Kind of cool. Surely he's spoken to people. Yeah, he? yeah. No, I you think know, it's fun. he's probably spoken to people. Yeah. I think it's fun. You hope they must have been young, obviously. I can't so can't imagine two full-grown men. Well, that was, it was only two years ago. Yeah. Also, they say what's up. Two years ago before the yeah, uh, what's up. Yeah, who says what's up? Who yeah. said who's had their voicemail as what's up for like twenty years? It's good. The it's queen, very good. The queen has because she doesn't know how to change it. It's also very good as well if something quite bad was happening in the world and you ring the queen up to talk about that, the prime minister, for example, and that's what you get in return. It's I feel like, I feel like uh, if the prime minister had to ring the queen because something bad was happening, probably wouldn't go to voicemail. Well, I, I don't know. But by the look, it could very well go what's to your voicemail. voicemail? I don't have a voicemail. No. I just, just have the woman that says, yeah, yeah like leave that. a message after the tone. I'm not one of those nerds that sits there like over and over again going, mm. hello, it's Connor here. Hey, listen. Like, no. I don't, yeah, I don't think people do that anymore. I remember about 10 years ago, I my voicemail was me answering the phone. Oh, and you were that yeah. person. So and you I, used to go, hello. Hello. Yeah. hello I can't hear you. Hello. No, 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 no. I didn't do that. I, I let it go for a long time. I was at university. I had very little to do. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. How the issue going? with that one was always that that would finish. And then it would go, to re-record your message, press one at any time. I remember my dad got used to get fuming with me because it used to trick him every time. And then about five minutes in, I would say something that made it clear that it was a voicemail. Five minutes? Yeah, it was a long again, time. Though, again, it, I had nothing to do. Isn't that really... Yeah, sad, yeah. No, not, not even sad. It's kind of funny in, in one way. But like, say there was one final call that a loved one could make to yeah. Dan to let him know I love you and this might be it and that's they what could they have got get. two calls in if they weren't hanging on the phone to Dan <laughs> for five minutes that's true hello I remember one Can't time hear I remember one time pulling into my drive my parents driveway at the time opening the door uh, going through the front door and my dad was on the phone to what he thought was me and it but he was on the phone to my voicemail and said wasn't happy no pocket money that week <laughs> he's <laughs> annoying though it really is annoying yeah I might do that again I like it though Good, good voicemail as well for the Queen. I enjoyed that. That is funny. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. What do you call the first person who starts spreading a virus? Super spreader. Patient zero. That's the belief. But that is actually all a complete cock up by the media. Bum, bum, bum. It's that mainstream media, Connor. It's that mainstream media guy. Did you enjoy it when he said it? He did, he did say it like he was someone on like a talk radio station. I did enjoy I it. I think, did you anticipate us both to be like, Mark, it must be patient zero. And I mean, I hoped at least one of you would know it. I thought it would be you, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so they're actually called the index case. I did actually answer you, by the way. I said super spreader. Yeah. Totally and wrong. Were, and yeah. you were wrong. Um, it's actually, they are called the index case. And this all comes from a man called Gaten Dugas, uh, who is a Canadian flight attendant and was the guy who they thought kind of started HIV spreading across America. So they called him Patient O, which stood for Outside California. Oh, interesting. That then got misinterpreted to Patient Zero. Thus, the term Patient Zero has been born when actually, not the case, just Patient O for Outside California. The thing is, it makes sense. It does make sense. Like, yeah. Because it, it's, it's like before Patient One. So it's like the pet, the one, the person who has it at the very start, at the genesis of this virus, he has it, they have it, they are patient zero. So even though it is a typo, it still makes sense. It does make sense. Him. And this was kind of the bad thing for Gates and Dukas. So this kind of became what the media clashed onto, that he was patient zero in all of this. 
he was one person in a group that was investigated by researchers. Turns out later down the line that actually he wasn't involved at all and he was massively mi- misrepresented. Yeah, so a really great guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is where Patient Zero comes from. It actually was Patient O for outside California and the media just messed it up. That's what I call him, BN. That's what I would have called him, BN. Bloody BN. nuisance. Bloody nuisance. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that is an official medical term. Yeah. Well, at least it's one that people know, the working class. So there are all these big words I use. Yeah, but the issue hey? is, well, like, you're going to confuse California. them with the uh, BN just brings back too many memories of the, of the biscuit. Just keep it real. Keep yeah. it nice and real, yeah. You talk a lot of working class, do you? Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. In with the people. Oh, Kevin down the road, he's a bloody, he's a BN. Oh, bloody news. So yeah, st- you know it. They still find these people then that are the first ever, surely not. Surely there's not like one singular person that first ever gets it now. Yeah. things move so fast these days, don't yes, they? Yes, but there's still they some person. Track, yeah, like, but yeah. like to find that person must be quite tough. I would assume. Yeah, now. yeah, tough. I think they're quite good at doing early on. Did they like find... COVID in these examples? Well, they, 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 I think they think that that came from a pangolin, didn't they? In the end, everyone was saying it was a bat, but I think they believe it's from a pangolin. Now. A what? Pangolin, which I is mean, like let's a, let's not get into that one. It's a small. It, it, it's like an animal that looks like it's got an armored shell. They look quite right. cool, pangolins. All oh, right, they so think what... it comes from that. There's a few conspiracies around that, and let's yeah, not open up that not, can. Uh, yeah, we'll keep well away from that one. I reckon. Sounds like a good guy. It's a shame for him. What was his name? Uh, Gaten Dugas. He was a Canadian flight attendant from Quebec. Yeah, yeah. Have we ever had a fact? This is just full of us. Where yes, the person we, have, we in, have nine of them every week. Yeah, the person in talks is just like Chris Smith. Okay. Or like you know Jack what? Knight. Or, or, or I don't know Monty Norman. Like <laughs> perhaps though we only include the name when it's an ex- an interesting name to us. Yeah, I don't, it's big like, I'll be honest. If I had a fact and their name came up and their name was Chris Smith, I'd probably omit it for time. You wouldn't. You'd print the whole thing off. Yeah. Exhausting also, detail. Also, there facts come from all around the world. We can't just assume they're going to have British Hold names. Hold on. They Did you just say exhausting detail? Oh, it's big detail. Do you know what, right? Uh, just for everybody listening, please, please just take a moment to understand where I sit here. I get done from you and I don't have enough. The one week where I think, actually, Joe, I'll take it on board. I'll do more research to know things I've read into. You say it's over over detailed. Chill your beans. Calm yourself down. Hey, brother. Take a chill pill. I've got to look at you in that soppy hat and hear you say it. It's doing my head Take a chill pill. My problem is, my point is, I don't have a deal with the amount of research that you've done. I have an issue with the fact that you've not uh, tried to edit it. You've not skimmed through it at all. I have. Uh, this, this is all selected, all of it. I've read every single bit of this and put it in order of what I think you'd ask me. Wow. Honestly, well, tell that tell that to your voice when you're reading is, it out. This is no copy and paste from Wikipedia. I've done that before and it always goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and facts do come from all around the world. It's it's a shame that no one has you know builder names from Brentwood. Yeah, I just oh, think... Oh, where's, where's old John John Barry with his facts? Why ain't he doing it? Keep facts for British people. Just thinking e- easier names are always better for people, aren't they? Give us your second fact of the show, Connor, my dear. Uh, Albert Einstein was potentially going to be the president of Israel. Good fact. Tell me more. Ah, did you know this? No, no I didn't know this. Ah, okay. Albert Einstein, who is Jewish, but not an Israeli citizen, was offered the presidency in 1952, following a president who died. He turned it down because he said, I'm deeply moved by the offer from our state of Israel, but um, I don't think I'm quite caught up to this role. So therefore he said no to it, completely said no, and just walked away. He said, I don't have the natural ability nor the experience to deal with these human beings. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you can be an incredible scientist. doesn't mean you're a good leader. It doesn't well, mean that you're going to be a good 
prime minister or president or whatever it is. Well, exactly. So the president, I was trying to find out how this happened because it interests me, but the president of Israel is obviously founded by an absolute majority in a secret ballot. So they don't actually know who people vote for. I don't know if that's changed now, but people just put names, random names or random people that are trying to go for it. But you can also put somebody forward that you feel is necessary. And okay. Albert Einstein come out on top as the one that they wanted. Which is interesting because if he was... Yeah, he, he was... A, he was a, a German Jew, which is interesting if you think when this would have been. It was probably quite a bad time to be Jewish in Germany. Yeah, it was just 1952. So yeah, a very bad time. And he'd only died three years later. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the interesting thing about this is as well, is that the Israeli leadership were actually over the moon that he turned it down. They were very, very happy that he said no to... Well, yeah, because then they can keep the leadership. ...to the role. Well, no, they actually felt that they had somebody else who was better for the role. So they went to somebody else and he didn't take it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could, could be worse. Could be worse. Could, could be. I mean, he's clearly a very intelligent person. You, you'd yeah. have other people doing it. You know, other things. Yeah, matters of public relations. Well, it's like America, though, isn't it? They uh, anyone can run for president. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Kanye. Well, did, not really. They? You I need a lot Ka- of money. Well, Kanye West wants to do it, and he's got a lot of money. Yeah, but then he needs to get the nomination. I think he wants to stand as an independent, doesn't he? And he's, are people going to vote for him? Oh, I think he did run, isn't he? We're talking about this in future times. I think he has run. Apparently, uh, the Rock. People yeah. on the Rock. Yeah, that, I, you could see that. You could see that more. I, I could see that more happening. He's, I don't think he'll do it though. He's not worthy of running. The, you know, who is? But quite like it is quite a thing in America in American history where famous entertainment figures do do it. President Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, was a comedian who played a president on TV, and then got voted in as president. Well, he only Ukraine. he only kind of ran as a joke, and then he uh, everyone derided him for doing it until he turned out to be quite a figurehead in the current war. And turns out to be very good. Well, yeah. Any more? Any more for any more? I enjoy this. No, it just says that yeah, the actual leadership team were afraid that given his passive, pa- it's a big word. Pacifism. This. There we go. Uh, he, that they wouldn't actually be able to achieve what they wanted to. So they were really happy that he said no. Well, listen, we're looking at the time of recording for a new prime minister here in the UK. Who do you want to see it? You know, famous people. I don't want to talk about Liz Truss and Richard. Oh, right, Sinner. yeah. Because I was going to say, yeah, we don't want to go. To, uh, who do I think would do a good job, famous-wise? Oh, I don't know. That's a hard question. Two words. West Ham captain Mark Noble. <sighs> I mean, Mark Noble would do a That's good a job. That's a lot more than two words. Uh, I know, but I thought I needed to make it clear who Absolutely Mark Noble Absolutely not, P- not Piers Morgan. No. no. Ant no, and no. Deck, both of them together. Who would do best? Dudes? That's actually a good question. Who would do good that is famous? Actually, honestly speaking... Well, I've got here. a blue tick, so you can include me in the conversation yeah, if you'd wish. I, I do not wish. Uh, I think I'd make quite a good job out of it. Who would do good that is... Stephen Fry? Yeah, yeah, go on. Let's have Stephen Fry. I'll probably have him in there. Big brain. Big brain. Nice Good at guy. Good communicating. Seems to be doing things for the right reasons. Seems to be humble. Probably him, if yeah. I was to answer honestly. Who I would want, and Pete Andre. Yeah, why? Just laughing at it. Yeah. Can you imagine it? We've you had ma- a lot of that, though, haven't we? Well, yeah, we have. Yeah. Who would you go for? Stephen Fry. Um, Jeremy Cole? No, not, not Kylo. H from Steps, maybe. That'd be a laugh. Yeah. I'd love to see like an absolute B-list celebrity from about 20 years ago get it and then be like, why is this doing it? I don't know. Fun, isn't it? Who would you go for? Famous ginger person. Kerry Katona. For the party. Kerry Katona. Yeah. From the Ice and Dads. Well, there we go. Safe to say the country would fall to more already in. Anyway. What about us? We could do it. I I could, yeah. We'd fall out there. Oh, surprise, surprise. Dan's put himself as the number one. I'm probably the pet dog that he's got in 10 Downing Street and you'll be the one who holds the umbrella for him. That's usually how it goes. Like that. You can swap, you can interchange. You would get Thanks. killed. 
Because well, yeah, you, you, I mean, the, the, you. the level of irritation you bring to my life on one hour of recording, let alone the whole country every day. I yeah. mean, they would just be sick of you. Yeah, but you understand, I won't be like this if I'm running the country. Oh, you, you, you would. Well, you no. would be more annoying. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, no, no. You don't know me well enough. I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine. I, I, you know what? I'd do a bloody great job. Okay. All right. What would be your slogan? You need a good slogan. Um, Dan, I, I don't know. And it, a pun on Dan that I can't quite think of right now. It's a slow. I'm very hard. I've got, I've got Mine heat brain. brain. Heads above the rest. Okay, yeah. Mark my words. Yeah. Yeah. Mark my words. He's heads above the rest. Yeah. Let's combine him. Mine would be on with you. So, sorry? Mine would be on with you. Why, why would it like be that? Because I'm with you. The people, you, I'm with you. You need a pun on your name. No, there's no, no, no need for any pun. Okay, Connor's with you. The knight in shining armour. Yeah. Yeah. Yours would be, what would yours be? You, well, Dan's you, got dandruff. <laughs> you, you should do that. You're hoping before someone called day and then you could be night before day and then you win. <clears> I'd vote for you with First that. point of call yeah. then. Mike's in, Mike's in your face right now. You're on the spot. What are you going to do to make the country better for people, Dan? I don't know. Right, brilliant. Compulsory well, listening are baffled. Yeah. Because then right. people will realise it could be worse. <laughs> Mark, first point of call. Yeah, quick. I just told you. What would you do for the people? Compulsory listening are baffled. Right. What about you? Probably lower petrol costs. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Not your choice though, is it? I'd win. That's big petrol. I would win that. That's big petrol. Out of us three, I'd win. Well, you I'd, would be my PA. I'd probably make people cycle everywhere. You would absolutely be my PA. I'd get rid of cars. I'd, I, do you know what I would do? I would, I would become so powerful that you have no choice and I would make you my PA and you just have to answer to me. Yeah. Otherwise, petrol for you is three times the price anywhere you go. But, uh, but I'm cycling everywhere. And if, well, I, if I get okay. in charge, I'm all getting rid of cars. All you ever have is flat tyres. Do you know what I'm going to do if I get in charge? I'm going to take every classic car and burn them. In front of your face and make you This watch. is like a school kid I know. I know. argument. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I'll do if I get in charge? I'm going to take every classic car <laughs> and burn them. Well, yeah, Oi, but if I'm in it's, charge, it's not then my fault. you're always going to have flat tyres. It's not my fault. I said that one thing in his fact wasn't true and I'm getting it in the neck now. By the way, I went out, talking about school kid things, I went out the other day for a curry and I genuinely got into a competition of I can eat the hottest chilli than you can. With oh, of course you did. Like two 30-year-olds, well, I can eat that chilli. Yeah, I can eat hotter chilli than you. Fine. So then I got the old waiter to bring out some hot chillies and we did it there. Idiot. Who won? Me. No one is the answer. No one yeah. won that. Yeah. I'll tell you who won. The patron, uh, the owner of the Indian restaurant, because there's loads of money in there. Love a cobra. Love a cobra and a kingfish. Second fact of the show for me. You know the phrase, hands down? Yep. Yeah. When I run for election, I will win it hands down. Yeah. It comes from mid-19th century horse racing. That's the 1800s. When a horse jockey was nearing the finish line far ahead of the competition, they would drop their hands, relax the hold on the reins, and still win. So they would win, hands down. That's cool. Yeah, good little fact, isn't it? Well, yeah, there's got to be a reason for that terminology, and it's good to know that we'd never have guessed it would have been that. I've, I'm really into like finding out the, the origin of phrases recently. I actually, had a, I actually had a little suspicion on hands down, just then that comes to my mind. I would have thought that it would have been something to do with like gambling or something. I don't know. Like you put your hands down when you, I don't know. But you can't hear. And your cards, your cards are dealt and you put your, I don't know, something like that. I would never have guessed that. Because when you were there chugging Quite around dangerous. the horse, I don't, you're not letting it slack completely. And you're there because you've won at such a canter, you can kind of just chill on the horse without whoo, mm. whipping it. They still do it now? Don't know. And I was at the races the other day before the chili incidents and I didn't look. Should have looked. I should have done. But then you are relying on someone to win hands down. Yeah, it was quite tight. Nose to nose. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that. It's blown my mind a little bit, that. I, wouldn't, I would never have guessed that would have been where that would have come from. But well, anyway. there's no reason why you should guess that. No, no, no. he should know that. But I use it a lot. Don't, don't let him off the hook. He should know that. I say that a lot. Do you? Yeah. 
yeah, I'll say, I'll find them. I'll find myself saying that, yeah. Hands down the funniest, or oh, he's hands down the best I've ever heard, or that he's hands down the best meal. People have phrases for that, Your don't hands they? are very constantly down. Mm. Uh, people have phrases for certainty. My, a friend of mine, he'll, like, as soon as he says something, he'll just scream, like, 100%. Oh, yeah. it's the be- that's the best video game ever, 100%. It's all right, mate. Whereas you say, hands down, that's the greatest game ever. I bet, I bet you and him clash. No, we're actually very good. No, but, no, but in a good way. Like he'll go, oh, honestly, this burger was the best I've ever had, hundred percent. And then you instantly will question it. No, no, like, no, I don't. No, you have to pick your battles here. Right, you have to pick your battles. You need to know when to lose. I would say. Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word. Chris submits a word and we battle it out to see what word goes in to the A to Z of men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of men. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you would like to get in touch with the show, it's baffledpod.com. Every single link that you need. And it's been a squabble of a podcast today. I apologise for that. You blame Connor. It's his fault as always. Baffledpod.com. If you've got any facts that you would like to share with us, if you'd like to buy our merch, if you'd like to find our TikTok page, if you'd like to send us a little email, baffledpod.com. Last round. Mark, what's your final fact of the show? The curse of the billy goat was a sports curse that was placed on the Chicago Cubs Major League Baseball franchise. Oh, we were talking about snipers. Cur- no, yeah, we were. We were a few months ago, we were talking about sports curses. So we tell were. me more. We were talking about Mr. Met, weren't we? We were. Um, and when he went away, they had their worst season. Well, this curse lasted 71 years. So during game four of the 1945 World Series at Wrigley Field, which is the home of the Chicago Cubs, Sianis uh, is this bloke. He had a pet goat named Murphy. 
The goat smelt a bit, so he was asked to leave the stadium. As he left, he went, them Cubs, they ain't going to win no more. I'm putting a curse on them. They then, for uh, 71 years, never won another championship. So have they, have they not won one since? They have now won it in 2016. So what changed? Um, so there's been many attempts to try and lift this curse, uh, which has included um, William Cianis trying to lift the curse himself. Sam Cianis' nephew trying to break the curse by taking different goats to the games. Uh, they have tried to read verses, pray to gods. They've tried to electrocute a baseball as a, sa- as a sacrifice. Uh, they've had a Greek Orthodox priest throw holy water in and around the Cubs dugout. And they've even... In fact, no, let's not let's not get into details of that one. Goats didn't survive, let's just say that. Um, so they've done lots of different things to try and get this curse lifted. And finally, in 2016, the curse lifted and they won their first but there's no Major curse. League Baseball. But did they, there's no curse. Did they know what they did before uh, in 2016? Why then? Nope, apparently it was just very conveniently on the 46th anniversary of his death. There's no the curse, isn't they there? Won. They're just sh- the yeah. guy coincidentally walked out of a goat. And also, why is it always, <laughs> you know, the um? Do you know what this is? A why good is fa- it always the stranger people who, uh, you know, maybe maybe aren't the the highest members of society that you know are seen as weird enough to make curses? This man's trying to get a goat involved. You know, an oddball suddenly he's got the power to make curses. The fact here is the fact that some people are a little bit nuts. I would say. Yeah, the people in Chicago very much thought this was a real curse. It's more of a nineteen forty-five to twenty-six. Yeah, but uh, that's like blaming somebody. You know, you could say, "Oh, at the time that you know there was a guy that was eating a croissant because they eat that in America," and he went, "He went, they're never going to win again." Damn team! It's just superstition, isn't it? Do you have anything that's? Do you do anything that's superstitious? Do you ever like not well or touch wood? Do you ever do that? Yeah, but I don't kill goats in the process. No, I know, but that that's they've they've taken it too far there. But it's a similar situation. Oh yeah, no, I'm superstitious. But it's the same thing. Yeah, but I think the superstition would go when we win. Yeah, so it has gone. This is the point. But it took them seventy years to win. Right. So they just (laughs) so they didn't cure the curse. They just one day won and went. Oh, it's gone. No, 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 no. no, no. How are you? Right. They they're, they're a very good team. Bloke tries to take a goat in there, not allowed. He says, I curse you, you'll never win again, and they don't win for 70 years. Oh, he years. said, I curse you. Yeah. yeah. So oh. in that 70-year stretch, they realise, now this, this curse might be real, and they're as superstitious as you, touch wood, not walking under ladders, whatever it is, so they try all these ridiculous things, and somehow it breaks in 2016. Joking, it's more the mindset, the players thinking, oh, we're under a curse. No, and... I just think it's bad. I, I don't think that Maybe. lasts for that long. I mean, it became such a big thing that it's even like, it's in Bats the Future. It's mentioned in Bats of the Future. So it's become this huge thing. The curse of the billy goat. Wow. So yeah, it's like, I, I mean, I think it's all... Guess there's a coincidence there though, yeah. But, because mainly I don't know why this strange man with the goat, you know, has the power to give curses. I think if I had the power to give curses, I'd probably wish on myself that I didn't have to, you know, I could afford something that I'm not taking a goat into a baseball game. Yeah, William Cianis. He does sound like the kind of person who would... I think there's a little bit of a subconsciousness thing there. I think if there was a thing that happened here that was superstition, where somebody was like, this is the worst podcast ever, and it was that famous, it might be in my mind every time you make it. Yeah, I think if you're a sports team, that's probably right. And then you're walking out on the field with this famous curse and maybe perform a little bit... People people in sports tend to be a bit... um, more superstitious than others, I would say. Yeah. Do you have anything before you go and watch the Amers? Uh, wink, wink three times, turn around, do the splits. No, I no, I don't actually. No, but I have a lot of other superstitions in my life. I think that I that I do, which are weird. Like what? Um, I don't walk over the three drains. Don't know why. 
I don't even know what it means. How often do you get do free drinks together? Quite a lot in London, isn't there? Oh, I don't They're grey, usually. Okay, um, and I have this thing where if I rub past something and slightly touch it, I have to go back and rub it. Yeah, that's just like a... Is that what you told the judge? That's sort of an OCDE sort yeah, of superstition weird, thing. Oh, yeah. there you go. Maybe you've got... Did you hear Mark, by the way? I did. M- you move on. Yeah. Sometimes you just push on. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe you're cursed. Who knows? Maybe. Will you bring me your last fact, the cursed one? Male koalas have to be over a certain weight to mate because they have to be strong enough to hold the female while doing the deed. Okay, good. Hold uh, them? Yeah, they so... They carry them? Well... Like M&M in an eight mile? Well, you know what happens with facts like this? You enter a part of the uh, internet that on the work computer sometimes isn't the best part of the internet. Is this why you put it on papers, Dave? Is your computer's been blocked? Well, anyway... If IT had a word with you. Uh, so, obviously, koalas, quite small and cute. But yeah, so the reason it, it I don't mean really I to say this without it being a little bit crude, but they kind of have to keep them in place. The females. I seem to got to hold them. It there. doesn't look like it's a particularly nice experience for either. Do the women want to run away? Run away? Run away. Uh I I I think in the level of depth that I gave it, that was what I was learning and then I didn't want to do it anymore. But that makes no evolutionary sense. Well, the species isn't going to continue if the women want to want to... Well, exactly. That's why they have to be a certain weight they in want there. to run away a lot. Yeah, just they've got to be the certain weight, though, and that's <laughs> so, what they are. So, so that's how they've got around this situation. Yeah, so... Like, well, we just need to get bigger to hold them here. Well, no, so koalas have obviously understood that over the years because they are usually... Male and female koalas, which I found out too, are pretty much the same kind of size. They, they, there's not really much difference within that. You know how with a male dog or a female dog, you might see different sizes with strength and muscle. You don't really get that with koalas. They just need I to know, be bigger. Yeah. Some animals are bigger than others. Yeah. yeah, they just need to be bigger in order to have sexy time with the females. At what position do they do? This I'm not. I don't know that art question. What like doggy? Well, like, I in, I'm that's all, probably more pandery. What was that? Honestly, was it was it was it a pun? I don't know, mate. But I'm probably clocked off. <laughs> you're now. talking about koala bears, and you're bringing at, up pandas. At that at, at that very moment is oh, the yeah. moment where I just switch off. Yeah. Right. Okay. But anyway, I'm not answering the no, positions of animals having sex, but... Uh, why why need facts and an answer when you've got such biting material like panda All right, I got the wrong bear, whatever. Would you say that's probably the worst that you've done? I'm actually, I'm also more amazed that Connor hasn't yet spoken about the fact that male koalas have a forked penis. That's good though, isn't it? Forked penis. Last fact of the show is this trundles to an end. Sea cucumbers have teeth inside their arsehole to stop organisms living in there. Sea cucumbers? Is that an animal? Yeah. Right. And they look like a cucumber. Yeah. And they have... And in their arsehole, they have little teeth things to stop other organisms living there. Wow. They eat them. No, I don't think they eat them. them. They just kind of, yeah. Scare them off. Yeah. I mean, you would be scared if you saw an arsehole with teeth in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be near that arsehole. Yeah. Odd things to hold sea cucumbers. They are a bit smushy. Can't say I've ever done it. Don't think I've ever seen one. I mean, look. Right, as this podcast ends with Connor looking something up <laughs> on his phone. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. The heat's got to me today. The heat has got to me. What have we learned? Well it doesn't look anything like a cucumber, doesn't it? it looks more like a piece of sh or closer to a courgette. Yeah. Oh, these idiots. This actually should be a sea courgette, the morons. That looks nothing like a fucking cucumber. 
That was it for this week's episode of Baffled. What have we learned? Well, the famous James Bond tune comes from some strange forgotten sitar playing. Also, koalas need to be strong to do it. And without some odd law-breaking in the 80s, we might never have had Christmas with the Cranks. What a movie. Say goodbye, Connor. See you later. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Uh, it's baffledpod.com if you want, want to get in touch. We will see you next week with a brand new episode. Hopefully it's cooler. I'll be more alive. Until then, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.